Hello again. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Open the Bible with you boys. It's Gavin and Russ. Howdy, howdy. Hey. <laughs> well, don't be so excited. I know. We got away from we got away from the hello, the multicultural hello. I did like that. Well, oh, that was neat. We, I'm sure we butchered the language, and probably we are. Our pictures are in the, the uh, airports of many countries right now. Yeah, as uh, offensive. Yes, but but I but I do. It was not meant at all to be offensive, and I do appreciate. You know, I've said this before to some people. I love singing songs or hearing songs that that we know well, like "How Great Is Our God" or you know something like that in different languages. And I just just as a reminder, a tangible reminder that it is too small a thing for uh, the Messiah to be a light just unto Jacob, right? God is a God over all creation everywhere. And no, I don't know the language of heaven. I don't know if it'll, I don't know if it'll be in words that we know or words that we don't know. I just know this, that there will be people from every tribe, every tongue, every, every people group, every ethnos will be in heaven. And I can't wait. And part of that is, you know, hearing, going to Moldova and hearing, you know, people sing in, 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 uh, I don't, I think they were singing in, What's the official language of Romania? Romanian, but they were singing. They're they're trilingual, so I'm I can't remember which language they were singing in. So I kind of wonder if heaven's not going to be like sort of like an Acts two thing where we hear whatever the guy's language is, if that's Hebrew, if that's Greek, or some other uh, type of language, we hear it in that in, in the tongue, but then we understand it in our native language. Uh, you know, that would be really cool. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, and again, this is all speculative, total speculation. I just have this idea that in my mind, nowhere else, you won't find this in scripture, but that we will, um, that it'll be a lang- a universal language that is beyond our understanding right now. That'll Because again, if you control the language, controlling words, controlling thoughts, controlling minds, right? So that that's the big argument right now is with words being thrown out there, you know, what is a, what is a woman? It, it just blew up in Twitter, you know, like, what is a woman? The movie, what is a woman? Because you have this idea, okay, we can define a woman as whatever we want. So you say, what is a woman? People go, I don't know. Because, and so words are important. And I just, I almost get this sense that the English language, the Greek language, the Hebrew language is too small for us to communicate the glorious grandeur of God. It will almost need new words, new language, new, I mean, but almost past what we understand is even language. Again, that's total speculation, but let me see if I can make that point a little more concisely. Because words are so important to communicate reality, reality transcends words, but words are important to communicate reality. It's why there are those little pithy sayings that Eskimos have 40 words, and I'm making this up, but Eskimos have 40 words. The Inuit language has 40 words for snow because they need it, right? So language communicates reality. Well, how do you communicate a deeper reality about God when we now only see the outskirts of his ways and words do not suffice to communicate even that. And I just, in heaven, can you imagine just in our minds, just understanding a whole new language that we all understand. And we're just screaming, screaming in a beautiful way, the glorious grandeur of the God. Now we behold face to face the beatific vision. Mm, Good. All right. So listener, if you'll open your Bible to Genesis one twenty seven. Yeah. Moving on. Not touching that. Uh, Genesis one twenty seven is where we're going to begin today. We're going to be talking about man. Yesterday we talked about God, and uh, Gavin's is going to walk us through the three three aspects here of of man. 
so Gavin, if you'll open us in prayer, I'll, I'll read this verse. Absolutely. And before we do, if, if, you're, you know, if you're viewing this or listening to this anachronistically, we gave you the gracious gift of not, ha- not having to view us. That would be really... Yes, that is grace. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's right. But um, we're, we're going through one possible way to present the gospel, and the gospel never changes, right? So the gospel never changes. It is, you know, the, these are truths that, that, that are timeless, perfect, established before the foundation of the world. Uh, God working out his plan in redemptive history, he never wavered, and he gave us uh, the gospel is the glorious good news of the person and work of Jesus Christ that affords us uh, redemption through and in him. All right, so one way of, of presenting this is God, man, Christ's response. This is not the only way of presenting the gospel. The gospel never changes. This is not the only way of presenting it. Um, and in Scripture, you have various gospel presentations that are distinct and different, but the gospel never changes. Are we, we've communicated that clearly enough. Six or seven or eight or ten times. All right. So why don't you listen. beating the dead horse. I will pray. Yes. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. And however we communicate it, and there is a, there is a good way, however we communicate it, God, I pray that the gospel is received by people that need to hear it and that it does its perfect work in in giving us life, transforming our hearts and transforming our minds, that that glorious gospel of Jesus Christ does a work on on us. We need to preach the gospel to ourselves constantly and on the listener. You're saved, you're justified, but once. You're regenerated, but once. You're you're sanctified over time, but that gospel, is that, that is the work and how it's done. I pray that that word would do a work on us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, and you know, and I kid a lot with with Gavin. The the truth is, is we need the gospel every day, and so I, I do kid with him about these things. But we need it, even as pastors. Uh, everyone needs the gospel. Needs to be reminded of the gospel every day. And the reason why is because we have forgetters, and uh, we tend to stray and and drift away. And and the gospel brings us back to the truth. But also, the gospel um, is transformative in our minds and our hearts. And and Gavin and I talked about that before. Uh, we even started uh, today's episodes in that we need, there are things in our lives, your life, listener, that, that God has to remove that prevents you or prevents us from serving him fully and completely glorifying him in all things. And so the gospel is the means, it's his power to salvation. It's the means by which he transforms our hearts and renews our minds. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created a man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Yeah, and, and before we move on, um, I, I just like the idea of we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. So, you know, obviously, uh, as we behold God through his word, as we uh, hide that word in our heart and understand the gospel, that is the... You know, the spirit gives life, the flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken, they are spirit and they are life. As we ruminate on God's word, that's sort of the spirit, which is the word of God. As we ruminate on it, we are being transformed. Yeah. Okay. Amen. All right. So where, where are we going? So uh, God we, God created us to have a relationship with him. Right. Right. So we, we were created to be uh, intimate worshipers of God. Is that and created us male and female. It was not good for man to be alone. He created uh, a female to be the helpmeet of, of the man and to be intimate with him. They were naked. Genesis 2, they were naked and unashamed. They had perfect intimacy with each other, and they walked with God in the coolness of that morning, right? The coolness of the day. Um, and so 
Uh, we were created for that. Yes, amen. Good? Yep. All right? Very good. So that you have God, he is the creator, he is loving, and he is holy. And and uh, in him there was no sin, there was no lack of purity. He was uh, absolutely and perfectly pure. He calls us to that same. And he set created man to have a relationship with him and set him down in a garden. And for our sake, and this is a long conversation, why? Here's a great question. Do you want to deal with it today or deal with it another day? Why would God put a one tree in the garden and say, don't touch it or you're going to die? No parent would ever say, I'm going to put you in a room and have a deadly snake in that room or a deadly poison in that room and say, hey, I'm, you can t- play with any toy in this room, but I left some deadly poison in this room, but, but I t- I'm telling you not to touch it. Why would God allow that, you know, put that tree in the garden? And also, and, and some people say, well, it's purely metaphoric. It doesn't matter. Why would God put the instrument of death in the garden and say, listen, you can play, touch anything. You can eat anything because he says eat. You can eat anything. Just don't eat of that fruit. And then, especially if he knew that they would fail, then you have to ask, where was God when the serpent fell from heaven and entered in the garden? Where was God? Did God not know that the devil was there? And by the way, if anybody says, well, he knew it there, what's God going to do? The devil's tempting Adam and Eve. Well, God would probably do the same thing that he did in Job. Don't touch Job until the devil got to a certain place and he said, you know what? You can touch him, but you can't kill him. Why wouldn't have God just said, well, go ahead. ahead. Have you considered my servant Job? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so why would God not say, listen, you, you can be in the garden, but you're not allowed to talk to Adam and Eve. You're not allowed to, you know. So. Well, I, th- I think maybe I'd like to get into that more deeply on another episode, okay, good, but good, good. I, I think you had three aspects okay. of man that you wanted great, to get great. to. Okay. So uh, first of all, God created us to have a relationship with him, mankind to have a relationship with him. Next. That's mind boggling because he didn't have to do that. Right. And so, you know, I've always wrestled with that. You know, why, why does God listen to our prayers? Why would he create us when he didn't have to? And I, I just, you know, he, he created us to, to glorify him. So, so I have a question for those that go, no, he had to. Was God any less God for atemporally, outside of time, for all eternity, uh, was God less God before he created? No. No. Did he have a need for community that was unmet before we were created? No. It's the inner Trinitarian, perfectly complete community that does not need anything. And yet God creates. Yeah. And there was never a time when God was up there going, well, I'll wait for the right time to create. God created. I mean, it's just, he wasn't looking at his wristwatch saying, man, I'm bored. Yeah. I need something to do. Amen. That's really good. And it, and and again, if you just dismiss it and go, okay, move on. I don't, you're not comprehending the, the, inf, the absolute infinity of God. You do not add to this God at all. We're not adding to him. Not, not in, in any way, shape or form. We do not add to God. All right, so, so then he says, so this this Creator God who is loving and holy, the create the one true and living God, cre- Creator, loving, holy, created man to have a relationship with Him, calls us to be holy. He says, you could eat of any tree in, in this garden, just not of this one tree. What did we do? We botched it. Adam and Eve, our first parents, the source of all mankind, created directly by God, partook of that fruit. And we do the same thing, though. If you see a sign that says wet paint, the first thing you're going to do is touch it. 
when you go to the Mexican food restaurant and they bring out this scalding hot dish, they've got oven mitts, and they say, it's hot, don't touch it. The first thing we do is touch it. We do the same thing. Right. I don't know if the scalding hot plate is a temptation, uh, though I have done that where you're like, I wonder how hot it is, and you, and you tempt it. Or someone says, don't eat these wings. They're just too hot, and you eat them. Or you know, So maybe there's that prideful temptation. But, but the other thing is when somebody says, you can do anything else but this one thing, I've seen this in practice. Let me give you a quick example is, is uh, with my with my kids, uh, especially the two youngest will, will run around saying, Dad, can we play tennis? And I'll say, sure. Can we play this? Sure. Can we play this? Sure. And, and uh, or sorry, I messed up the illustration. So if I say, hey, I'd rather you not. Um, or so, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then the, the very last thing, if I say, they say, hey, can we get out the, the, can we throw lawn darts at each other? And I say, no. They play with the things I said yes for 15 seconds and then they're bored with them. The one thing that I say no to, they wear me out about all day long. We really want to throw lawn darts at each other. Dad, can we, can we, can we, can we? Please, please, no. please, please, please. It just overwhelms you with the one thing you're not allowed to do. Yeah, we have that that rebellious spirit in us. Yeah. But I, I think it's really important too, and I've said this on other episodes, that if we don't fall with Adam and Eve in their first transgression, that federal headship of Adam, how is Christ's righteousness imputed to us? Because if we go, it's unfair that we fell with Adam and Eve in their first sin. Why? Why was original sin passed on to us? Why? Why do we? Why are we born with original sin? Right? Well, because they are. We fell with them in their first sin. And right. by the way, we also sin. And we go, but we weren't born in a state of innocence. Okay, how long do you think you would have lasted had you been born in a state of innocence and not sinned? Yeah, no, we we were born sinners. Nobody, there was no class in school to teach you to sin. You know, we 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 were born rebellious, right? But Adam and Eve were not. They were not right. created. They right, were right. created in a state of innocence. So, so let me ask you this. So, so some people, including Pelagius, uh, say it's un it's unfair that we're born in this state of sin. In sin did my mother conceive me, that Psalm 51 that we covered the other day. So it's unfair that we're born that way. Why couldn't we have been born in a state of innocence? And I want to ask you this. Had you been born in a state of innocence, if you could have been in the Garden of Eden, would you have done differently? And the answer is a resounding no. 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 So now you have sin, but you can't be – now righteousness can't, won't be passed on, down to you. Our, just as Adam's sin was passed down to us, yeah. the righteousness of Christ, the final Adam, was passed down to us Right. In by belief. All right. Um, so all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Any any questions there? I, I mean, I, if, if people can't see that, then I, they're not trying. They're not looking for truth. Okay, amen. They're just not. So I, I, th- one of the just easiest ways to talk about the depravity of man and the 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 um, pervasiveness of sin. How many cities do you know of in the entire world where there are no banks? I personally don't know of any. Okay, there may be. And there may absolutely be. How many cities in the world do you know of that that don't have locks on doors? There may be. Yeah. But do you know of any? No. I mean, we live in pretty safe, relatively small towns. Do do you? I didn't ask if you use them, and I'm not asking you to give your address and tell us where you put your money. But do you have locks on your doors? Absolutely. Yeah. Not crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, sin is all mankind. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That is easy to prove. 1919 Boogie Boogie Avenue. <laughs> what? You said you weren't asking for my address. I'm just sharing it. Boogie Avenue? Boogie Boogie Avenue. No. What is that? 
It's something somebody would say from the 70s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Disco, this is the first time in the history of this show that I've been like, what is wrong with you, Ross? <laughs> Disco Inferno. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, you, I hope, please, by the end of the day, Moonwalk or, uh, yeah, do the the rerun little little hand things out to the side shake your groove thing yeah all right all right <laughs> so uh i think it's proverbs 17 that says he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination of the lord god does not overlook sin he's a righteous and holy god we got we he is loving and he is righteous it's not he is loving but he is righteous he is loving and he is righteous amen um and so uh so the wages of sin is death there is a, there is a righteous requirement a holy and good a godly requirement of the law that the that the wicked shall be punished. Well, the problem is now, and this is I hope that you understand this, we're all wicked. Exactly. Enemies of God. Okay, so the, l- let's go through the Ray Comfort questions. Uh I'll I'll ask them to you and okay. uh, as you're listening, have you, have you ever taken anything that wasn't yours? Yes. It could be a pen on someone's desk. It could be uh, a paperclip. Yeah, paperclip. It could be. I, I stole a, a pack of peppers. I, I tell my church that, and I, it's, it wasn't pickled. But it, are you Peter Piper? Yeah, no, I did. It wasn't pickled peppers, but I did steal a pack of peppers when I was had to have been five years old. And and here's the craziest thing about that. I stole them off of you know the where they put used to put milk and maybe sometimes still do, but with the little lip on the refrigerator. You know the the little lip in the store, the grocery store. They have. Um, they would set it down kind of in a trough the yeah. milk would be and on that lip there was a pack of peppers huh yeah so somebody just didn't want them and just set them there as they right. got milk or something so i picked them up put them in my pocket took it home and i know that i was sinning because i hid in the closet to eat pepper and it was it was a little pack of like mccormick's pepper or something like that hmm. it wasn't in a shaker it was just in a pack and i hid to eat it so i knew i was doing wrong and uh, i'm sure i got a spanking and had to go tell the store like walk up and say hey i stole this from you but anyway so stole ever it. in your life yes yeah 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 have you ever told a lie yes uh have you ever uh used the lord's name in vain yes so and then what's the other one have you ever looked at a woman with lust in your heart yes so by your own admission you're a lying steal stealing uh lying blasphemous adulterous thief Yes. And by the way, if you've ever been angry with somebody in an unrighteous you're way, you're a murderer. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 5 says it comes from that same place in your heart yeah. as murder does. Yeah. So you're you're liable to the judgment of murder. So you've broken God's law. And yeah. as the Bible says, if you've broken even one of God's laws, you're guilty of breaking them all. Yeah. There's no small sin. My, and, my son and I just talked about that today. There is no such thing as small sin. It and whenever, whenever someone breaks the law, there's a call for justice. Right. So the example I always used real quick, because one of the things I, I try to press back on is people go, well, that's just not fair. Let me ask you this. So so there was an account of a swimmer, a male swimmer, that raped a female swimmer. Sorry, I hate to use like crass language right. when I know that, but but it, it needs to kind of hit. So uh, he, he raped a female swimmer, I believe, um, and then the judge said, well, he's a good guy. I'm going to let him go. Yeah. First the, time offense. Yeah. So, and the other example I was use, if you would ever drive up to your house and you would see somebody that had just, you know, kill, killed your family, uh, and they were there and, and you got the better of them and you, you're wrestling with them and you threw them down on the ground and you called the police and you're holding them there and a, a police officer comes up and, and, uh, and he's, you know, gets everybody down on the ground and then he, he arrests you both, you know, kind of holds you. And then he says, you know what? I'm a loving person. I'm a loving cop. 
I, I don't I don't judge anybody. I don't think that anybody is, you know, I, I love everybody and I let them go. That is not only unloving, it is it is a horrible police officer. And let's say the and police officer unjust. takes him in, the judge says it. You know, I'm a loving judge, just go your way. What what was that? It's he's unjust. He's unjust. Yeah. A God all mercy is an, a God unjust. So um so the wages the righteous requirement, I keep coming back to that, the right and good requirement of the law is is, is the penalty that your transgressions deserve. And the penalty that transgressions against God deserve is eternal death. Hmm. So God, man, tomorrow we'll, we'll get into Christ and response. Yep. Listener, response thanks. is going to be an interesting one for me. Yeah. How do people respond? So I want you to do this. That's really important. Between now and tomorrow, look up altar call. I want, you, I want to hear your best thoughts on that. Well, listener, thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to catching back up with you tomorrow as we open our Bibles to discuss uh, response. And uh, until then, God bless.